Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Making Money in the Music Business. And today... It's just me. <laughs> I don't have my co-host, Dr. William Smith. So it gets a little scary sometimes when you're on this mic all alone, um, you know, discussing important stuff. It's much easier getting on a stage and singing in front of hundreds and thousands of people, right? Anyway, <laughs> welcome to our show. And if you are a listener that tunes in every week, I just want to say special shout out. Thank you. We need to say thank you to you more. I know we get right into business because we're always on kind of a time slot. Um, today, I get to stretch a little bit more, although I'm going to still try to stay within our usual time frame. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. We've been getting some really wonderful feedback and people saying it's really beneficial and they're using the tips and using the advice and, you know, being inspired by the stories to just keep pushing and, and learning new methods to be more effective and successful. So we love that feedback. Please continue to send us those messages by, you know, email or commenting on social media when we post. Um, <clears throat> of course, the review. <laughs> if you're listening to us on iTunes, the reviews are always really, really helpful for one feedback for us but also to point people into the direction um, of our podcast. And so the more reviews you have, the more you populate all that great stuff. So thank you. If you are new, if you are new to the podcast, hello, welcome. <laughs> uh, my name is Kenya. Uh, my full name is Kenya McGuire-Johnson. And typically I have a co-host uh, who is my compadre, um, and a really dear friend and colleague, Dr. William Smith. But today it's just me. Dr. Smith is on his spring break. Um, and so today's topic, um, what we try to do on this podcast is kind of everything music. And, and ultimately, how can we help you be more successful? particularly as it pertains to your music business acumen and then hopefully creating some type of means of income. Um, we do not, you know, subscribe that we're going to make you rich by listening to this. <laughs> but we, we do hope that the episodes allow you to be more um, effective and successful and generate some level of income you know, in this crazy world of the music industry, whether it be a, a very significant amount or a small amount or just something that will allow you to kind of sustain what you love to do, which um, I think we all really just really all of us that are artists, you know, we want to be able to do this thing. And it's not I don't think I think the truest artist is not necessarily trying to get rich off of this, but they want to be able to enjoy it and be sustainable. So. What I decided this month is March, and by the time you are hearing this, we will be in our final week of um, March. And can you believe that? That's crazy, crazy. Um, but final week of March, which means it's also the final week of Women's History Month. And what we have been trying to do <clears throat> in each episode this 
month is to, to, you know, talk about women in the industry a bit. And so I wanted to conclude the month by getting just a little personal for a moment and share a little bit of my um, story and how I've managed um, my music business and career. Um, and then I want to go into some tips for you. I've got um, about five tips for you in terms of how to stay accountable as you are continuing to do this thing and, and uh, minding your business, um, which is the title of this episode. And then I'm going to give about 10 common kind of mistakes. <laughs> Actually, I might reverse that. Let's do the mistakes first <laughs> and then end on a happy note of how you can avoid those mistakes and, and stay accountable to your goals and, and make this thing happen. So, um, and then I'm going to do one little small announcement um, at the end. And and not, I think I've actually even mentioned it in the past. So it's an update or a repeat. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time. You can always go to my website, kenyamjmusic.com, read my bio, and you'll probably get a nice kind of um, shot uh, of what... Um, I do and kind of my background, but I did want for those of you who are maybe completely unfamiliar, I do want to kind of, um, you know, just explain how did I decide to make this actual a business as opposed to a hobby? And I think that that, you know, that's always kind of a tricky crossroad for artists um, in the beginning stages of development. It's like, you know, this is, it's hard. It's a lot of work. You know, should I just you know, is this just, should I just do this for fun? Or do I really need to make this something that generates an income? Um, and so for me, just to, to share a bit, you know, I had done a lot of music growing up. Music for me was very second nature. It wasn't, I, I, I hate to say it wasn't special, but honestly growing up because I grew up around it so much and I was so immersed in doing music, um, it was very normalized. And I think that a lot of people who, whatever your gift and talent is, you know, it is normal for you. Um, it You only really start recognizing how special it is when people start kind of acknowledging, kind of start questioning and kind of, you know, giving a little praise. And it's like, oh, is this special? And so for me, um, because I, I didn't really see how special and unique maybe it was to have a gift in music, um, I really didn't look at it as a potential career. It was something I enjoyed doing. It was something that was fun. It was relaxing. And it was just really a part of my fiber, a part of who I was. So once I became an adult and then it was starting, you know, starting college and starting to really pick your career, <laughs> music really wasn't a part of that. Um, because, again, I just didn't see it as that. I saw it as a hobby, I guess. You know, I don't even know if I saw it as a hobby. Like I said, it was just a part of me, but it wasn't a fixed career that I could see myself in. But as I started going through college and then starting, you know, I, I graduated with a degree in physical therapy and started practicing physical therapy. And I started seeing kind of the demands of what work is and how work-life balance and how, you know, if your work life is not one that is, you know, really sound and really connected and really aligned, particularly when it's a, a career you've chosen. So you've invested money in trying to get into this you know, if it's not in alignment, you, you're going to you're going to struggle as you're going to be on the struggle bus. And so I was on a struggle bus because it wasn't until I started really having that that everyday nine to five life 
that I finally realized, wow, I miss music. I miss the creative Kenya. I miss um, that relaxation. And unfortunately, you know, I wasn't a kid anymore where I could just go sit in my room and pretend that I was dying Ross. Like I had to go to work. I had to do things. And so I really struggled with how am I going to get creativity back in my life? So long story short, um, in my mid thirties, after two children, after being married, um, I couldn't take it anymore. I just was like, I got to do, I got to get myself back into music somehow, some way. Again, still not really thinking of it as a career, just trying to dabble, just trying to something, a release, an escape. Um, and so um, I did that as just what I thought at the time as fun. So this was back in 2008, end of 2008, I started a music theory class. And then by 2009, um, I, I felt like I had come home, honestly. Once I started doing that, it it connected finally. It clicked finally for me that, wait a minute, this is not just, you know, a fun thing, Kenya. This is a huge part of who you are. When you do this, you become alive. You become invigorated. You feel at home. You feel at peace. You feel relaxed. You feel inspired. You feel, you know, motivated. You got to do something more with this. And so my deci- decision at that point was to simply you know, let me just go and, you know, try to perform when I can fit it in. I was still working, um, you know, full time. I was teaching physical therapy students. I was also treating patients on the side. So I was doing a lot and raising kids. And so really things started growing. I started connecting more. And I would say that um, it was in probably 2010, 2011, when it started hitting me, hmm, hmm, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you could make this a career. Maybe this could be your thing. In 2010, I released my first project. And honestly, it was really for me. It wasn't, it wasn't so much, ooh, I got to get on the charts. I got to get my demographics and, you know, increase my numbers and make sure my download. I mean, it was none of that. It was purely a passion project. It was something that was inside of me that I wanted to get out. And so where it landed me, I honestly had not expected. I didn't, I, I, I felt like the music was good, but I really had no idea um, the power of, of what was ahead of me. And I say that because I want you to understand that what when you're in your own little bubble, it, it, there's a whole nother reality going on. And so when you, you know, you may minimize or diminish or think, oh, well, but that gift of yours, you know, of music and, and when it's shown, you know, someone's going to connect to that in a very powerful way. And it's, it's, it's going to give you, or you already know this because you have already done this, a feeling like it's very, uh, it's very hard to explain. It's, it's, you know, you, you're one of wanting to be incredibly humbled by it because it's like, whoa, what? Just little me. But at the same time, you see the power. So I started seeing kind of how, in fact, this was not only empowering me, but it was allowing other people to feel connected in ways that they were explaining to me. And so I just realized, wow, this is, there's something to this. So it was in 2012 that I really kind of started getting very serious and decided, you know, I'm now performing more regularly. I'm actually selling CDs. I'm actually, I got a little side hustle here. You know, I got, I got, I got, I'm, I'm people, I, I'm starting to get people who um, are, you know, buying and recognizing me and things like that. And I'm like, okay, 
what do I do next? And I have no, you know, no degree in business and no background in, you know, entrepreneurship, none of that. But I knew that there was some income. And I know that when I'm doing my taxes and I'm talking to my accountant, because we had a family accountant, you know, it's like, you know, when he's going through all our stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I did kind of, mm-hmm, I sang, you know, kind of like 10, 12 shows and made kind of like some little chunk dollars, but it's probably not that important. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. What are we doing? And I said, you know, I, I don't really know. And so it was really in 2012, where I made the decision. No, I'm going to go ahead and start to make this a more formal business. And so the first steps that I took and, you know, at that time, um, because of financial, my understanding of finances and wanting to protect the money and liability in case anything were to ever happen, um, I decided to start an LLC. And that way, whatever money, and, and, and this was with the assistance of my accountant who recommended this. This was not something that I just doop, popped in my head. And I say that because I know, you know, a lot of times we're waiting for things just to pop in our head, but we've got to talk to our village and we've got to talk to people who we know who um, are doing the things that we aspire to do so that we can be informed. Um, And so, you know, my accountant is, you know, he does, he was doing our family stuff. And as I start talking to him more, he just really recommended that I consider that given what I was telling him in terms of the level of activity so I could separate things and be able to write certain things off and so forth. So that's really how that began in 2012. And then um, the name of my music production company is Kenya MJ Music Production. Um, Actually, Kenya MJ Music Productions. And it's an LLC. And I think what that did for me when that got established and approved, and I got my little letter saying, you are officially (laughs) this. I, there was then the next level automatically got in my spirit, got in my soul, got in. And I felt another level of certainty and confidence. And I say that because if you're trying to figure out, you know, gosh, what am I doing? What is, is, you know, do I, do I want to keep moving in this? Should I stop? You know, just a small, these small steps can give you so much inspiration and motivation to just keep going. And so that's what it did for me. It wasn't like all of a sudden I had this big old gig, you know, I wasn't on any billboard, you know, I was still just little Kenya, you know, whatever. But for me inside, it planted the seed of, you know what, you can really take this to another level. And so that's really kind of what I did. And it really started out slow. I I just, it was just a formal way for me to be able to identify, you know, my music. Um, But I did, I did feel empowered to say, you know, I am becoming an entrepreneur in the music industry. So, um, and it really, you know, lined things up for me. So when I decided 2012 was a really critical year for me, it was the year that I turned 40. It was the year that I started my music production company. And it was also the year that I decided it was time to level up creatively and artistically and, and to begin to really, um, get my business acumen going and get my music career moving beyond, um, doing local, smaller types of gigs. And that's, you know, when I decided to start working on a bigger project and so forth. And so then the rest of that you can read in my bio, but once things kind of started going into motion, 
I realized, whoa, Kenya, you have a company. <laughs> so, and you are in music. So you're going to have to run this like a kind of like a small label. As I started talking to more of my um, people who I knew were producers and musicians, and they started explaining kind of what they did to manage um, their careers, it started teaching me more. And, and, and I started understanding more. Aha. I have to think of this, the model of this has to now be that of like, I have a small label and it's a label of one, just Kenya. And Kenya's the only artist on the roster. And it, I didn't think that made sense at first. And it took, you know, some of my mentors saying, no, that's totally fine. What are you talking about? Independent artistry? What are you talking about? And at that point, it was just starting to kind of buzz, buzz, buzz a little bit more about being an independent artist. And so with that, it was like, all right, so what does a, what does a mini label look like? What does that mean that I need then? And, um, you know, mentors kind of basically explained, well, you know, you have your accountant, you want to make sure you have an attorney. Um, these are not people that are have to work for you every day. These are just people when you need them, maybe once, twice, you know, maybe three times a year, but not, this isn't something that you're going to, you're small. It's just you. You're not managing a whole bunch of contracts every day, but make sure you have those people in place. So then when that thing comes, you have it. So I made sure I had my accountant in place, made sure I, um, I talked to people I about getting an attorney and then I was referred um, to who is now still my attorney. Um, and Matt Sider, shout out to you. He's like the bomb. I love him. Um, <laughs> and at that point it was like, okay, you're going to start now producing music, right? You want to get your new project going. And so I real, I started realizing that when I'm performing or when I'm using, having musicians perform with me, I am now hiring them. So technically they are kind of, you know, becoming not employees, but contractors, like they are part of, I have to pay them. Um, and if they are paid over $600 in a year, that means they have to get a 1099. <laughs> okay. So, and, and, and then I'm like, what's 1099 and what do I do? And, da, 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 da. and so then, um, an accountant friend of mine, just out of the blue started saying, how are you managing all that? I said, girl, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, well, do you need help? Cause I can help you. <clears throat> and I'm like, of bookkeeping help? Yeah. And so she joined the team. And so now she, you know, is, is who helps me make sure I keep all my bookkeeping in order. And she's created this incredible system that honestly, with the help of QuickBooks and me just learning how it works, you know, we do, we touch base here and there, but it's all, it, it really kind of runs on its own. But she's the one that informed me on that. And so now when it's tax time, she doesn't do the taxes, <clears throat> but at least she helps me compile what I need so that my accountant can do what he needs to do. Um, and so then, you know, I had my kind of musicians, um, the people that I kind of, I let them know, listen, you are the ones that when I am performing, this is kind of who I, you are, who I'm going to. And, um, you know, and, and that's the plan. And I made that a formal meeting. I told them it wasn't kind of assumed. And I think as vocalists, um, particularly as women in music, like we have to, you know, let go of the assumptions, make it clear, make it clear, you know, what you want and what you need and what you're going to do. Um, because um, too often, I think, um, unfortunately, 
um, we sit back and, and kind of wait and, you know, kind of wait for these permission slips or wait for somebody else to kind of tell us when we may already have some ideas in our head, you know, you, you want to, you want to be willing to go ahead and, and say what you need. And, you know, if somebody says no, then move on. And, and I, I'm big on this. A no, a no doesn't hurt. I mean, a no might be a little disappointing for a moment, right? But a no, a no for me is, is data. <laughs> it's, it's data. It's telling me, all right, can't do that. <clears throat> now it means got to move on to the next. And it's not in a dismissive way. It's not in a like rude way. It's just, it just is. It's just, it's data. And so we can't be afraid of the no's because the no's are what inform us how we need to kind of make our next step. At the same time, please, those of you, you know, when you're afraid to say no, you know, a person needs the no so that they know what to do next. When when you're holding and just ghosting on people and not saying anything, people don't, it's, it, it leaves people in this weird, it leaves you in a weird kind of limbo and standstill. And it's, it's really kind of unfair. And, and um, so I think it's, it's, you know, it's just best to go ahead and say the no so we can kind of keep, you know, keep it moving. Any rate, um, then I decided, I started working with more producers and realized, okay, they too are now a part of my team. Once I start working with producers that I connected with really well, um, then I, you know, just made sure that, again, I told them, I connect with you. I love the way you produce. I appreciate you. This music is on top. I want us to continue to work together. This is not a one-timer. I want to keep us working together. And I tell all the producers that I work with that um, that have that we connect and our mute and, and the production is solid. I tell them that I don't make assumptions. I don't say, well, I guess they should know the song was good. Nope. I say you, yes, you and I, we're going to keep this rolling and rocking and rolling. And we, we have contracts, you know, I know I mentioned um, two of my producers a lot on this podcast, Kendall Duffy and Stu Stapleton. And I need you to understand why they're, very uh, like Kendall's like a brother to me for real for real but I tell you what we got contracts and so <laughs> um it is still a business relationship don't get caught up listen we're musicians we're artists we're gonna connect it's gonna feel like ah oh, la 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 yeah we're so tight blah, blah, blah. it's gonna feel like that okay because that's who that's the nature of the beast of what we are but it's still a business it's still a business. And so it's important that you keep the business part of the relationship intact and that you create the, the appropriate boundaries <clears throat> so that you don't get too, you know, one way or the other and then lose the business relationship. So, um, so then I developed that. And then when it was time to really, I started learning more about, well, you know, now branding and, you know, your social media and all of that. And, Long story short, without going to every increment of my business, what I what I have learned is that, you know, I am only Kenya <laughs> and there are certain skills that I have that are, are that are strong. OK. And, you know, you know, rearranging music, um, performance, you know, singing, obviously, what have you. Um, I'm also I think a, a fairly good communicator. Um, and, you know, I try, I'm very timely. I try to, you know, that acumen is, is very much was ingrained in me as a healthcare professional. You, when you're working with patients and I worked with very sick patients in hospitals, I did acute care. So that meant I worked with stroke patients, head injury patients, um, trauma patients, patients who were near, you know, could, could easily die. Um, very, very, very ill critical patients. And so that taught me the importance of consistency, discipline, effective communication, support, caring, and empathy. 
and um, doing, I was a physical, I, I treated patients for 19 years, 19 years. Yes, I did. Um, some years it was just part-time, some years just here and there, but 19 years I kept that license active. Um, and so that was, that is a, <clears throat> a huge part of just who I am. And it has translated so, I couldn't have asked for a better background because while it taught me how to be accountable and how to be disciplined and be smart and be wise and and make good decisions, it also taught me to value humanity and and to be empathetic and to be able to, um, to welcome and be, um, you know, gracious toward others and their stories, which I think is really important as an artist. So, so yeah, so I, you know, I have now today, where am I yet? I've, you know, I've released four projects. I, 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 oh, I was talking about the branding. So yeah, I hired, you know, I hire consultants. That's kind of where I was trying to get to is that I've learned now that, you know, things that there are things I can do, but there are so many things I cannot do, don't have the time to do, don't want to do. And so (laughs) I've learned you then hire people and bring them on as a part of your team and as a part of your business. And you make sure you vet, you make sure you um, be very clear and direct with your expectations. You make sure you put things in writing and and so forth. Um, and I'm going to say some other things to keep you accountable within that in just a moment. But that's pretty much, you know, what's allowed me to kind of stay in this hustle. So now, you know, I am... 10 years, basically, almost 11 years out of um, when I first even thought about doing this. Um, and it's been now almost seven years since I started. Oh, no, no, it officially is seven years because it was January of 2012. So we are woo, in March of 2019. So seven years I have um, been in this business. And so, of course, life does what it does. And what's so beautiful is now because I've experienced these things and, you know, feel very empowered and have learned so much and continue every single day to learn more and more. I'm yet again, you know, leveling up and doing different things again. And for me, I'm getting way more now into the the business side of the industry, um, as well as the leadership side of the industry. Um, and I'm really honored to, to do that. And so my artist self, while I still literally am recording as we are, you know, I, I literally am still recording, um, <laughs> and booking actually, you know, the occasional show, um, I am definitely feeling the season of it's it's time for me to be a leader within this and to be mentored, you know, to be of service and to, um, you know, continuing mentoring relationships where I'm still being mentored, but hopefully I can become a mentor to others. Um, and so for me, the performance side of my artistry is probably more of my side hustle now um, because there's so many more things I'm trying to do. And I have other interests in my life that um, and I finally recognize that that you can be a, you can you can you can explore all these parts of you, Kenya. You don't have to suppress this part to do that part. You might, you might not be able to do everything simultaneously for sure. But, you know, if there's a season that you want to, you know, I'm doing some part-time work right now at a university where I am um, helping with career development for students who are trying to get into physical therapy and medicine and healthcare. And I can't tell you how, I mean, that has nothing to do with my music, right? Nothing. 
but it's so gratifying. It's so great. I love it. I love being able to use that part of myself. And on top of that, you know, I'm, I, I, I get, I get paid for that. And so the beauty is, is that I'm able to, you know, get paid for doing something part-time that I really love, which can still then add to and support this crazy thing that I love called music. And so it may not, if anybody would have told me, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? Or what are you going to be when you turn 46, which is what I am? (laughs) What? This? No. Had no idea. So you got to keep your mind open. You got to keep your spirit open. You got to understand that abundance is yours. The universe is constantly trying to to maximize and create opportunity for you. You got to believe that. And, and those moments that you feel so suppressed and so hopeless and so like this does not work is literally the moment in which a higher power is trying to teach you to push you to keep moving. Humans, we're pretty simple. We don't like something. We like to just, or if we love something, we just sit. We get complacent quick. <clears throat> we get comfortable real easy. And so, in my opinion, the spirit is like, ah, 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 ah. we still got more to do. We still got to grow. We still got to help. We still got to love. So I'm going to stretch you. And and there you go. So, so those are kind of the components. I Like I said, I mostly consult now. So I have publicists that I consult. I only consult that publicist when I'm in the midst of needing a campaign. I have, you know, in terms of my styling and all of that, I have makeup artists, I have a stylist, I have these people that I'm, you know, hair person, make all that, that I contact when I need. These are not people every day that I'm meeting with at all. It's just, and it's usually project based for me when I have a new project, a new song I'm releasing or a new event, um, new video, those types of things, photo shoot. I have a photographer and I usually have about two to three because you know everybody's busy everybody's freelancing and so I may not if my first go-to is not available um, I try to make sure I have you know someone else that I can go to and so I suggest you know when you're a business of one you know you have kind of your I call kind of your a list um, but you make sure you have you know that next list I hate to say b list but maybe a minus list because <laughs> they're all still really strong and good um and yeah, and, and then I, you know, that's that's really kind of how I roll. And, and my day-to-day would have to be another podcast of what my day-to-day looks like. But it really is, you know, I'm a mother, I am um, a wife, and I am a woman, I am a human. Um, and so my day is full, you know, and because I have to make sure that I first try very hard to take care of myself, I try to read and, and meditate and sit still as much as I possibly can. I try to, for me, I am an introvert at heart. Um, so I am energized by being alone. And so I, I am very, very deliberate and intentional with creating daily alone time. And alone doesn't always necessarily mean I'm physically just sitting on a, you know, in a room by myself. Um, it, But if I'm on the train, you know, I'm not talking to a bunch of people. I'm not getting on my phone. I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, I'm, nope, I'm just sit here. I might listen to some music. I might read. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be alone per se. And I try to create that. If, you know, exercise for me, I prefer to work out alone because I need that to energize me. It's not because I don't believe in boot camps and group. No, I believe in it for real, for real. But I know for me, in order for me to get energized and motivated and to do these very 
these things that I so badly dream about doing, I have to, I have to have some alone time to feel motivated to do it. All right. So this last five to 10 minutes, I want to just go over some common, I think, mistakes that many, um, musicians make that can, and, and artists make, um, that can take you away from being effective in your music business and minding your business. So, and I'm just going to go through these. Um, and I came up with these, I have a, um, I do group coaching with singers. And so I have a group and I love my ladies. We are like, it's a small intimate group and I love it. And we, every week we, I try to, you know, educate and inform and discuss and coach, you know, based on the topics that they're needing help with. And so, these things that I'm going to uh, tell you are things that we were just recently discussing. So if you are listening and you're in our group coaching at this point, this is all going to be a repeat. You've heard this before, um, but it's good to hear it again. But anyway, and I'm just going to list it. Um, as a singer, at least, um, it's very important to get some type of, uh, well, no, these are mistakes. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me put this right. One of the biggest mistakes I think singers make, and I think musicians have to be careful with this too, instrumentalists, is, you know, developing that craft. And for singers, it's, you know, vocal coaching. I think that, you know, I don't want to go into depth too badly because we don't have the time, but you have to nurture the gift, period. You got to nurture the gift. Um, another mistake is not getting mentoring from actual music industry professionals, people who have done this, people who have been successful, people who got references, <laughs> people who got profiles, you know, and, and so forth. Um, make sure you're not just being mentored by random folks that don't have anything to do with the industry. Another mistake is poor accountability, not following through, not, you know, you know, not following up with emails, even when it's a no, um, not being clear, not being timely, bad. Um, now there is poor communication, which goes into that. And that means both verbally and written. Another mistake is improper promotion and improper use of your social media in a way that's actually can be distracting or can be um, one that people kind of just don't pay much attention to. Um, not setting up formally some level of a business when you are starting to generate income. Um, another um, mistake is not really knowing your financial situation and budget and what you really need financially to do what it is you say you think you want to do. Um, another uh, mistake is improper networking um, and not knowing how the etiquette as well as not knowing how to create a two-way street when it comes to networking and not just a one-way street. And then um, the last one I have listed, and all this will be in the show notes, is, you know, not getting the kind of level of support you need. And support meaning like what I was just saying, building that team, knowing what you can do and knowing when you need to hire, knowing that you need coaching or assistance or mentoring. You know, you need all of those things to be successful in this and to really get your business actually moving, as however small it is. So, the five ways that you can stay accountable so that you can avoid those things I just said and so that you can, you know, keep growing and evolving and being patient in the process. Um, but how can you become accountable? One first thing is you need to get yourself organized. <laughs> organization, organization. And, and I say, you know, write things down, write it you know, write your goals, keep a notebook that's specifically about 
what it is you're trying to do um, and creating systems um, so that you can check check this off and check and balance and make sure things are in place. The second way is create some type of personal mission statement. Like um, an example is, you know, and this is really simple, but um, live life to the fullest. Have something that you can say when you're in those, you know, maybe darker moments, harder moments, tougher moments, more disappointing moments, or when you just want to be pumped up and motivated, have something there. One thing that I always say, and my girlfriend helped me with this. She used to say it to me all the time. And I just, I took it away because <laughs> it, it applies to my life so badly. All things can't be true. I always tell myself, all things can't be true, Kenya. All things can't be true. So don't be sitting up here trying to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, L, P today. You know, all things can't be true. So that, but find what your thing is. That always helps me kind of, oof, all right, ease up, girl. Let that one go. Focus on this over here. Um, third, reward your accomplishments, you know, and your milestones. We will have these big things happen for us and we'll, we'll finally meet this goal and we'll be, we'll look back and be like, Oh, we met. Oh, I did meet that because you didn't even take a pause to give yourself a rose or to give yourself a hug. Don't be wait. Don't wait for just other people to affirm you in your accomplishments. You know, when you've done something well, Start learning how to reward yourself and le- and learn how to affirm yourself, even in those small things. I think if you do a daily gratitude or some kind of regular way of writing down your gratitude, it will help you appreciate the smaller things so that when the smaller things happen to you, you, you affirm that and you reward that. Fourth thing, create small steps, micro goals, not the big, big, oh, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm determined I'm going to play at Essence this year, even though I haven't released any music yet. No, we're not there yet. And I'm not saying that you won't get there, but we've got to create tiny micro goals and put this in small steps so it's achievable. Because when we can meet these small steps, Again, you're going to feel empowered, you're going to feel more capable, and you're going to feel inspired to keep moving. If you keep making too big of a goals and you cannot achieve them, you're going to get frustrated, disappointed, and you're going to stop. Okay? And you're going to lose your accountability. Whereas if you can make it small, you'll stay on track because they'll be achievable. Very, very, very important. Um, And then the last thing is to review what you're doing and seek feedback. This can be challenging seeking feedback because feedback can be hard sometimes. A lot of, in, in our world now where we anybody can like a post and move on, you know, ooh, look, they like it. No, no, it, it caught their eye, okay, for the moment. That's not true feedback. You need to be able to get constructive feedback that may or may not be what you want to hear. Hopefully, whatever it is, it's useful. And so that means don't seek feedback from those people who you know don't have the space to give it to you constructively. Don't do that. Don't do it. If you know this person is always complaining or you've always had a difficult time, you know, having some level of um, affirmation or support, don't go right back to them, even if it's family, even if, no, you need to find people who care about you and who 
who are honest and transparent and who've got your back. And if you don't have those people, then that's going to be one of our small step goals is to start to try to develop relationships so we can develop connections with people to get that type of feedback. It may take time before you can have that kind of connection. But if you hold it to your chest and don't allow yourself to connect to people, you're never going to have the, 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 the level of support you need so that you can get that kind of you know, feedback and review. Okay, I've hit the 40 mark, 40 minutes. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to say to you is um, I really encourage, you know, this is Women's History Month. And as a woman, um, I love being a woman. I've really enjoyed kind of commemorating this month and doing a variety of things. Um, I am the new Chicago Network Director for an organization called NABFEM. And I have mentioned that a couple of times. NABFEM is the National Association of Black Female um, executives in music and entertainment. Woo! Long. And basically there are 20 different networks and I am really, really honored to be relaunching the Chicago network. Um, it was active several years ago and has been inactive for the past several years. And so it is my mission now to reactivate it. And then it's an honor and we're, um, me and my developmental team are working hard and we've got some real, we had a fantastic meeting recently um, where we are going to be sending out some surveys and getting some feedback from Chicago community and the Chicago female community in music and um, in entertainment um, to see what it is you want. And we have um, some pillars that we're really pushing. Um, and, you know, these pillars are centered around networking, education, exposure, and service, giving back to community. Those are our four things that we're really, whatever we do, that's, that's the direction we're going. And I'm really, really excited to be leading, um, you know, women in this. And so if you, um, are a, you know, woman listener and you are wanting that you wanting education, you're wanting networking, you wanting support, you want to be able to do service, you want exposure. Um, this is the time to join NABFEM, um, on the national level. Um, Johnny Walker, who was on our podcast some weeks ago, is the um, CEO, president of NABFIM. And currently you can, it usually dues are $100, which is still really small for the amount of exposure and connection you'll get to make. But right now it's only $20 to join. And the $20 is because in 2020, NABFIM will be celebrating 20 years of um, since it was founded. So it's the 20th anniversary. So it's a huge discount. Um, if you're in Chicago, definitely please go to nabfem.org. I'll have the link in the show notes. Go ahead and join because we are going to be rolling out a variety of things um, for our Chicago community um, to support one another as women and to level up. Um, and like I said, leveling up in those four areas of networking, um, of education, um, and, and mentoring, um, of exposure. So yeah, if you're a performer or you have events, we want people to start knowing that you exist and, and, and start clicking into you. And then of course, what's so, so important is the give back and being able to give back to the community in some shape or form. So if that's about you, that's the direction you're trying to go. Um, you know, you're, I, I really encourage you to, to join this organization. And particularly if you are in Chicago, we have a Facebook page. Um, we are in our, uh, Facebook page is just NABFEM. Chicago. 
So just that's all you got to do is, is search that on Facebook and push like, and then you'll be a part of our community. Um, and then we'll be beginning to roll out events um, very soon. Um, and so we want to hear from you and have you be connected to us so that we can um, help each other, support each other and keep, you know, keep our whatever these goals and passions and dreams we're trying to do creatively, we want to keep them alive, whether that is full time, whether that is as a hobby, whether that is as a side hustle, but your creativity is a very, very vital part of your existence and you need to nurture it. So don't be afraid to do that and invest in that. So that is all I have today. We will be back. Um, we, I think that we will have a replay episode after this one. And then we got some more really good interviews. Oh, my gosh. I'm so freaking excited. I mean, like, I've been booking some of these guests and I'm just like, really, Jesus? Is that who I'm going to talk to? Are you serious? Ah. Anyway, I'm so excited. So make sure you keep tuning in. Share our podcast with others. Keep downloading us. Replay us. Email us. Um, All that contact information is going to be said at the very end of this episode. So you be blessed. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating or drwsmith at making money in the music biz, biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.